0: Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. We left off yesterday in uh, the middle of a section here with regard to the levels of Hagala. We're going to continue that chapter today. <clears throat> if you have a, uh, a dish of tray foods that was found in a Klish lishi, so now you have, uh, it's not in your, the, the utensil that it was cooked in, it's not in the bowl, in the big bowl, it's now in the smaller bowl. Lamnot They could be, that, that tray soup could be still very hot. Since there's already been a distance from the original heat where it started to your third vessel, we don't consider it that it absorbs any flavor or emits any flavor. In those situations, if you're, if you're uh, if your tray of soup made it to the third vessel your third bowl there's no need to kosher it with regards to hagala it just needs a good rinse so let's say you have a steak your steak is uh, pan frying there it's right on the pan that's called on a ish, or it's on the barbecue that's also on ha-esh. and you want us check if it's uh, if it's done so some people uh, this is no chef would like this but you want to cut it through to see if it's uh, to see if it's done the way you want it to be done so you, you take the knife and you slice a steak and then you realize that the steak that you put on is tereva okay you didn't know so now you took the knife and you sliced it while it was on the barbecue that knife requires libun because it touched an item that was directly on the fire it absorbed food that was directly on the fire to kosher that knife requires libun but if you cut the tray steak after you removed it from the fire, so while it was on your plate, uh, which is a more common circumstance, in that case, no longer does it require a libun, it requires hagalah to be dipped in the, uh, the pot. The same thing with a fork, you want, you, you, you poked your meat or you poked your baked goods to see if it was done and while it was in the oven, liboon, your, uh, that fork requires liboon. But after it was taken out, then you realize, then you dipped it, then you poked it in, then you eat We're gonna see in the next chapter that, uh, this is not so pashut with, especially to Esther this faradim. It's not so pashut if you take a regular fork that you used to eat with and use that to poke. Um, because it might, it might fall under the category of having to kosher your item in the way that it's mostly been used. But we're going to see that in the next chapter. Marak taref tsonen. If you have cold tray soup, That that treif soup was sitting in a, in a pot, cold, but it's been there for over 24 hours. Yeshomrim shakelit gala some say that the pot that the soup is sitting in requires hagala, requires to be koshered. The reason is Alpiakal Kavush Kimbushal. There is a rule that says that something that is pickled is like it is cooked. You pick any to pickle something is to leave it in its current state for over twenty-four hours. It actually has a power to to uh to kimbushal, it's like cooking. So so any of the vegetables that's in there with with the tray foods that's sitting in that in that uh in that pot. Is and that's how we uh, generally teach that we would require Hagala for that pot in times of need if it was a metal item or a glass item like we spoke in the past we could be makeel and just say a wrench is fine since it's cold because we know that they don't absorb much. All right, so the general custom is, of all these things that we went through, that, okay, if it was only a klishani, you only need a klishani to kosher it. The general minhag is that we kosher things on a klishon on a fire. We take a pot, we boil it with water, okay, it's boiling while well on the fire, and that's what we put everything into it. That's the, uh, the general uh, uh, rule that we do because we're worried that maybe uh, maybe you know it, that item that you're koshering not on the fire okay maybe it was used and you're going to make a mistake <inaudible> when it's clear <inaudible> but if you know for sure that this uh, item became non-kosher with a klishani and that's the only thing it became non-kosher with okay you could use a klishani to kosher it it doesn't need to be on the fire okay <inaudible> this is uh, now uh, uh, the the third part, part three. Klishin <nerede iskaan> shamsu ba'be ramot shonot. It's an important chapter, especially for Svaradin ben and Ashkenazim. Nechleku aposkim <speaking> bi'sheila uh, ketsa leachir keli shey shamsu ba'taref per amot shel Shemus. How do we coach an item that was used for tarefa in different ways? Kegon mazleg like a fork. Normally, you use this fork with colder foods, okay? Not, not heat. That is and you would, like we said, to wait a kosher, anything that's been traced through uh, cold foods is rinse That's what we said. Once in a while, sometimes you put it in a little bit hotter while it's uh, you put it in your. And while it's cooking, okay? That would require And even more, uh, less, less often time, but more seldom times, You use this fork when something's roasting. So now the same fork, most of the time it's with cold food, sometimes it's with cooked food, and, and, and very little times it's with roasted food. So now how do I kosher this fork? So this is a big machloke between Ashkenazim and Sfaradim. Yeshomnim, this is the Ashkenazi halakha, uh, Halacha. Shmisho We have to go according to the most strict. since this fork absorbed a, uh, um, a, a very deep absorption, therefore you have to kosher it in that uh, in that level. And there are those who say this is Faradim, You 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 have to kosher it the way it's mostly used. We're not worried for that one time that you happen to dip, to st- uh, stab your fork into the um, item on the fire. Because after twenty four hours, anyways, the tam is pagum, and cannot make other foods not kosher. You still have to kosher the utensil. Okay, so you have the two opinions here. he says, you should go to the highest level, like the like the Ashkenazi and in times of need, when it's difficult to do so, You could do it according to the way it's mostly used. So he just gave an example over there. Um, so uh this, what we spoke about here is about items uh, like a fork that most of the time it's eaten uh, uh, it was used for cold and then it just happened to be while cooking, then you would rinse it okay but if you're if we're talking about a kosher fork okay meaning one of your own forks that you normally it's it's kosher and it's always eaten cold <laughs> and then that you use that kosher meat fork and now you put it into treif in a clearish on <laughs> the fire the, that they make it kosher you need because that's how it became asut. It's only when you're dealing things that are totally treif, always treif. Uh, someone gives you a, a, a going, gives you a, a set of cutlery. Okay, you know it's all taref. and the question is, how do I coach you this cutlery? Cutlery. So you can assume rov Okay, You don't have to assume that maybe one of those forks touched a, uh, w- w- poked a, a steak on the fire, and therefore you need libun. So now, with, with regards to this law, this applies a lot during Pesach. Because on Pesach, people that want to, uh, to kosher their utensils, okay, on Pesach, mm-hmm. all of my cutlery is terefah, right? It's all not kosher. If I want to use my everyday utensils for Pesach, then everything is not kosher on Pesach. I need to kosher them. So it all has a status of not kosher. So, how do I kosher them? Well, if you're, if you're Shukhan Aruch, Ravadia, uh, and uh, Rav Masas, there are some Sardim that, that hold differently, but most of the hold. Rav Tashmishot. So, if I want to kosher my cutlery on Pesach, okay, uh, to, to use on Pesach, I do hagala. I put them in the boiling water, okay, most of it, that's how I use it, hot food or whatever, Hagala, finish, all done. But Ashkenazim, to, for Ashkenazim, to, to, if they want to kosher their cutlery, we have to assume the highest level. Maybe one of that forked, maybe one of those knives went there and poked a uh, poked meat on the grill. And therefore, they would require libun for all of of the cutlery that they wish to kosher. So that's actually a very big distinction between the Sfaradim and the Ashkenazim, Ashkenazim with regards to koshering um, uh, a keli that has the status of terefa, and that you want to make kosher. Bezat Hashem, we'll continue tomorrow.